0: Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Will with ScheduleFly, and I am stoked today to have Catherine Warner on the phone. Catherine is the marketing coordinator for Three Brothers Wineries and Estates in Geneva, New York, and uh, came highly recommended by Erica Palicelli who, you, if you've listened to the podcast for a while, Erica has been on here and had a great story to tell, and uh, it was very high on Catherine and the work she does there. So, Catherine, thanks for taking the time to do this today.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm excited um, to be on the podcast. Erica, You know was nice enough to recommend that I talk to you and um, like Erica, she introduced me to podcasts and um, I am an enthusiastic podcast listener, so I'm excited oh, to cool. be on. This is my first time on, on a podcast myself.
0: What do you listen to? What are some of your favorites?
1: So actually, I think that you recommended this to Erica, um, How I Built This. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, during your talk. And so I've been listening. I've listened to, I think, all of them. Um, and some of them maybe more than once. But that right now is my favorite uh, podcast to listen to. I have a 40-minute commute to work. So um, I spend a lot of time listening to podcasts. And um, that's been my go-to for for the last few months.
0: Oh yeah, how I built this is a great one, uh, no doubt about it. I love, I love that one. I've listened to most of those. I think some of them, like, like yeah, some of them more than once. Yeah, yeah, um,
1: it can it gets a lot of great information. I love the way they tell the stories. Um, it's just, I think it's fascinating how you know companies are built and ideas are created and developed, and um, it's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Ironically, one of my favorite ones, really sadly, tragically, one of my favorite ones that I had listened to. Twice, if not three times, was Kate Spade.
1: Yeah, um,
0: which was I was yeah. so as ever, was everybody so shocked when that happened. But um, that was a really great story. So, folks, if you're listening to this, if you have interest, how I built this is just about successful business people and their backstories and how they built their businesses. And there's a lot of really good ones on there. So, well, that's cool. Yeah, podcasts are great, especially if you've got that kind of a commute. That's a. It's amazing how fast time will fly when you're listening to a good one. I'll find Absolutely. myself like I'll find myself. Driving somewhere and I stop and I'm going to the store and I sit in the parking lot for right. fifteen yeah. minutes. Trying to I've
1: <laughs> I've sat in my garage for a few <laughs> minutes just waiting to to get the last the end of it, uh you know before I you know go in the house um because I just you know I can't wait.
0: <laughs> I know I know that's hilarious. Well, okay, so tell me um a, a little bit about yourself and how long have you been involved with um three brothers and then uh, prior to that were you in the hospitality business or what have you been up to?
1: So um, actually, um, well, in uh, college, my, after my freshman year of college, I worked at a Brugger's, um, which is a, a bagel shop, yeah. um, you know, serving up um, breakfast sandwiches. So I did that for um, a summer. And so that was kind of my first experience in hospitality. And then um, after that, I met Erica. Um, My father uh, had worked with Dave Mansfield, who is um, one of the owners here at Three Brothers Wineries, and so um, introduced me to Erica and Dave, and um, they, you know, offered me to come out and work the following summer um, in the tasting room, and at that point, we were doing a lot of weddings on site. We had an event space, so I was kind of Erica's intern uh, for the summer and helping out with all of these weddings. We had almost... I think a wedding every single weekend for the entire summer. So um, really jumped in full force um, into the, the wedding scene and helping Erica um, plan, organize um, and uh, execute these weddings. So that was a lot of fun. I came back the next summer, did it again. um, And, you know, so I did that for a few summers during my college experience. And then when I graduated from school, Uh, there was a position open at the winery for a tasting room manager. And so um, I interviewed for that and they offered me that position. So a week after I graduated, I moved out to Geneva, which is about 45 minutes, um, almost an hour to where I grew up um, and started working at the winery full time. So that was in, uh, I graduated in 2011 um, from college. And so I moved out here and I was a tasting room manager for a few years and then I was promoted to the general manager and did that for a few years. And it's just been, it was an amazing experience. Um, I learned so much working with Dave, Erica, um, and then Dave's wife Lou is also an owner. Um, and then I have kind of an interesting story. Um, so let's see, in 2016 I made the decision to, um, leave the hospitality industry. So I was um, about to get married and I know I wanted to have a family um, with my husband. And so I just knew working hospitality, it was possible for me to to do all of that, um, have a family and, and, you know, still be in hospitality. But I just didn't want those long days, those long hours. Um, I wanted to be able to have more time to spend with my family and and not short, you know, my time at the winery. Being the general manager, you really have to be, um, you know, on call all the time. You have a lot of responsibility. And so I made the really difficult decision to leave the winery. um, And I worked at a dental practice as an office manager for about six months. And after that, I was still, you know, it was a, I still remained close with Erica and uh, we are friends outside of of work as well. So, um, you know, we still remain close. And um, they made a decision at the winery to add a marketing position, a full-time marketing position. Um, the winery has been growing every year um, and they needed, you know, wanted, they looked at outsourcing marketing to a firm, but they really wanted somebody on site who knew the business, knew, you know, the, um, could really get it behind the scenes and to tell the story So, uh, they created this position and they offered it to me first and I immediately jumped at the opportunity to come back in a different capacity, um, that I think was a better fit for, for my, my life. So I came back, I was gone for about six months, came back as a marketing coordinator and I've been back for, um, let's see, it's been a little over two years now.
0: Good deal. Good deal. Well, Tell me, so what do you do in that role? What are your primary? I mean, I know you have a lot of responsibilities, but what are the main things you're focused on?
1: Yeah. So um, one of the things I like best about this position is that um, I wear many hats and that's kind of how it goes for everybody who works full time here at Three Brothers and um, makes, you know, the, the work a lot of fun. So my primary jobs are you know marketing. So I manage um, our social media accounts. I manage our email uh, campaigns and newsletters, things like that. I do a lot of, um, you know, press releases or, um, posters or, you know, advertising things. Um, so all of that type of, you know, traditional marketing stuff. Um, but then I also, I went to school, uh, for applied management analysis, which is kind of working with Excel spreadsheets and analyzing data. And so, uh, Knowing that Erica and Dave, knowing that I have that background, you know, have let me help out in some of the accounting. Um, So I can do I've been doing some analysis, cost analysis. So if we're looking, um, you know, trying to reduce the price on a a certain product or a way of doing something, you know, I've uh, done a full cost analysis on that and then gone out and researched, you know, where can we buy this product cheaper or, you know, to get a better resource for it. So that's been a lot of fun. I really enjoy doing that. Um, and then since I was previously a general manager, you know, I have a lot of experience working in the Tasty Room. So I hop down in the Tasty Room whenever I'm needed. It's all hands on deck, particularly this time of year when we're the busiest and we have a lot of vacationers out, and the Tasty Rooms are packed. So I go down in the tasting Room and help behind the bar or behind a register or in the store, um, wherever I'm needed. And I really enjoy that as well. Also, you know, getting in to the tasting room, seeing the customers, what's going on? What are the customers looking for? What are they asking for? What are they liking? How is their experience? And how can we improve their experience? So um, I kind of have my hands in a lot of different areas, which I really enjoy.
0: Yeah, it keeps you busy and, and engaged yeah. and interested, I'm sure. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Do you? Actually, take a minute and just tell us about Three Brothers wineries and estates. Just describe it to us.
1: Yeah, so we have a we're very unique winery in the fact that we're not just one individual winery. We, this uh, Three Brothers and Wineries and Estates is made up of three different wineries and a microbrewery all in one estate. So the idea is we have something for everybody. So when you pull into the parking lot, you park your car, you can walk around to all these different buildings and do tastings. Each building has a different theme inside. So we've got a, a traditional winery that's called Stony Lonesome. That's where we serve all of our vinifera-style wines. So your uh, Rieslings, Chardonnay, Sauvignon Blanc, Pinot Noir, things like that um, are all served in Stony Lonesome. Very traditional winery feel in there. Uh, We have a lot of local products that we sell, a lot of some artwork, uh, so that kind of vibe. And then the second winery is called Passion Feet, and that's more of a fun, flirty vibe, um, and we sell wine slushies in there and we serve semi-dry to semi-sweet wines. So get a little bit sweeter over there. And then our third winery is called Dare Wine Company. And that one kind of has a Louisiana Bayou theme. It's back behind the trees on the property. There's a little trail that'll lead you down to the winery, it's right next to a pond. So that one's a lot of fun and those are all sweet blended wines. Gotcha. And then we have the microbrewery. It has a World War II theme inside and that is where we serve our beers, hard ciders, and craft sodas, and all of those are made right on site. We have a production facility for that. So we try to have a little bit of something for everybody, and then if you're coming and you don't want any wine or beer or cider or anything like that, we, a couple years ago, opened a cafe. So we do uh, coffee and cold brew coffee and then food. So if you're just coming and you want to get something to eat, a snack, that's an option too now.
0: Gosh, that's a Really diverse operations. Sounds like a lot yeah. of, a lot of stuff to manage.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, we have a lot of wines, you know, a lot of products, um, a lot of different brands. And so, you know, we really try to appeal to anyone. If you know, whoever you're coming with, we wanna have something for, for them. So we're always expanding our lines this year. We added two new sodas to our craft soda line. Um, that's been really exciting. We added two new hard ciders to our Red Apple Bombshell hard cider line. So um, it's a really fun business to work for because you know we're always improving and growing and and uh, adding new products and and doing something new.
0: What is uh what do you have a sort of a general? Having done various uh, roles and responsibilities within the hospitality business, is there? sort of a general mantra or philosophy that you try to operate under every day? And that's kind of a random question, but I'm just curious. Um, wh- wh- what are your sort of guiding principles, I guess, if you will?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so, gosh, I know Erica would say um, she always uh, calls me out for being uh, dangerously optimistic. Dangerously I think it's optimistic. So, okay, yeah. I, like it. <laughs> I think it's so important when you're coming into work, no matter where you are, hospitality industry or not, to have a great attitude. Uh, your attitude really sets the tone, you know, c- can really set the tone for the rest of um, you, your coworkers. So, if, you know, if somebody comes in to a business and they're having a bad day and they're in a bad mood, you know, that that really kind of can spread and make people mm. aware, you know, that they're in this bad mood and it kind of brings the the vibe down. So I always try to have a really positive attitude. Um, Say good morning to everybody when I come in. Uh, You know, how are you? We have a lot of part-time staff. So, you know, it it doesn't take much, you know, as people are coming in to grab the registers or whatever, get started for the day just to say, good morning. How are you know? How's it it going today? And um, I think people really like that. So that's how I like to start my day. So I always try to, you know, kind of spread that I think it really makes a difference. Um
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure it does. It's yeah, that stuff can be contagious either way. Um Right. The positive or the negative. Um it sets the tone and sets a vibe within the organization and um okay, that's cool. I like it. I like it. Dangerously optimistic. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's how Erica kind of describes me. So, you know, I've really taken that um, seriously.
0: (laughs) I hear you. I hear you. I like that. What's, um, all right. Well, so what, what has been either now or over the years, what is, what have been some of the bigger challenges you've had uh, to deal with in the hospitality business?
1: Oh gosh, that's a tough question. There's a
0: lot that come along with it, but
1: Right. Yes. Um, goodness. So, I, I mean, mean,
0: as a GM, I bet there was a lot of that dealing. You know, just there's GMs where I was impressed by effective GMs. They wear so many hats and have so many responsibilities. Right.
1: Yeah, I think one of the biggest issues, and you touched on this a little bit when you spoke with Erica, is HR and, and staffing, finding um, people to work in the tasting rooms. So because we do have so much going on here, four tasting rooms on the property and a cafe, we require a lot of staff. Mm. So to be fully staffed during our peak season, we need about a 100, a little over a 100 part-time employees because we take into account that on every given weekend, not everyone's going to be available. People do have things going on and and we want to, you know, let the part-time staff go to the wedding that they're, you know, going to or a family vacation or reunion or whatever they have going on. So we need to, you know, kind of overstaff to be prepared that people are going to take off some weekends. So that makes it really hard. We got to really, you know, find a, you know, a large uh, part-time staff to fill our schedule. So I think that's the most challenging part. A lot of people too are, um, don't want to give up their weekends. So, and I, and we understand that, but that's this, that's nature of the beast. Uh, you know, that's when the people are here weekends, holiday weekends are when we're the busiest when everybody else is off, you know, is when the hospitality industry is, is the busiest because that's when people are coming out. So that I think is a big challenge to, um, to get fine staff. So we really make a, a huge effort to create a great team and then keep them here um, and make it, you know, enticing to work here. So, you know, we try to have competitive wages. Um, We try to do staff activities once a month. So plan something after the work day on a busy Saturday, have like a taco night or meet at a, a local restaurant or a bar in downtown Geneva and have some drink specials available for our staff or things like that to, really boost employee morale and, and get them excited and, you know, about working together as a team and, you know, working at three brothers. So um, that is, I think, like, like I said, that is the biggest challenge is, is staffing.
0: You know, I, I hear this time and time again from yeah. every single owner I speak to, it seems like the, um, you know, one thing that I, I find really interesting is, uh, and it's hard, I think, with younger folks. I mean, I have, I have three kids and it's something that I really want to, make sure to focus on with them, but just the idea of decisions, you know, that are, this is not a, a term that I, uh, I coined, but it's one I really like it's first order and second order. So if it's a, in other words, first order, positive decision might be, Hey, I'm, I'm going to try to get out of work so I can go to the beach with my buddies. Right. Uh, Cause it's important to me. And I want to go do that. Cause it's, you know, I'm focused on what I want to do, but then the second order, of that is the negative part so it's first order positive fun for me second order negative it it doesn't really help my my career opportunities as much right um whereas i think it's one of the important things is trying to help people understand if you're making decisions that maybe seem first order negative to you like hey i'm gonna have to miss going to the beach with my buddies second order positive is if you're if you make yourself indispensable at work and you make yourself somebody that's you know, available not all the time, but most of the time that shows up. You know, when when there's a, a last second need, that kind of goes above and beyond and, and puts the team and the organization first versus yourself. You wind up with a long term, really positive outcome, right? Because you wind right. up being the person that gets the promotion. You wind up being the person that gets the other opportunities. Clearly, it sounds like that's the philosophy you've had, and you, that's why you've had all these opportunities and ability to grow. But I, I, I feel like it's something that that's a tough concept to, to educate young folks on nowadays. And I wonder yes. how much do you all spend Cause I feel like that's almost something that, you know, whether it sh- was the restaurant owners and management teams responsibility in the past, a lot of that was learned at home in the past. Now it seems like it's just something that's got to be taught at work. Um, right. More often than not. Is that, is that right?
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, totally. So people, we have a lot of, there's a college in town, so we have some students from that college. And we have a lot of local kids who are home, you know, living in the area, home from on college break. And so we have a lot of students that that work for us. One of the difficult things about hiring students is a lot of times they do a great job, but they go back to school Mm. in September. And that's when we start to get really busy on the weekends, September, October, our busiest weekends of the year it's during uh, harvest and there's fall foliage and so and um, that's when most people come out to Finger Lakes Wine Country to do wine tastings and so um you know is we want to hire you know these students but then it also you train them all summer and then they have to go back to school so that makes it really difficult but I do agree with you saying the hospitality industry yeah a lot of kids they uh they're not looking to give up their weekends. They'd rather go to the beach and do this, all these other fun things, but there is a, a huge amount of opportunity um, in the hospitality industry. And particularly just my experience working here, if you put in the time, you put in the effort, there's a lot of room for growth. I will say all a hundred percent of the managers that are here at three brothers started out working in the tasting room on the ground floor and have been promoted up. So, um, I think that's, you know, a uh, um, great that Dave, Luann, and Eric the owners here. You know, they really recognize hard work and appreciate it. And it is re- rewarded.
0: It really is. It really is. And folks that are listening, I mean, that's just, you know, if you're the, are you, are you the one that's going above and beyond or um, or are you not? And and the ones that, that do, you know, those are, there's, and there's so many great opportunities. That's why I love, you know, independently owned organizations like y'all have. It's just uh, with, well-run places with good owners that do it the right way are going to keep growing and being successful and um, providing opportunities for folks that are willing to really get after it. And uh, right. and that's a good thing. And I mean, when you have these opportunities, it's more responsibility and sometimes more work, but um, more benefits, you know, in, in a lot of ways. So, um, well, this is cool. So What's uh, what's happening going forward for y'all? Are you just gonna. I mean, it sounds like you're very busy there. It sounds like you're growing. Um, what's next?
1: Yeah, well, uh, as far as what's next and what's new that's coming, we are releasing a new line of wines in passion feet, uh, which right now has more of semi-sweet wines, and so we're going to introduce some a whole new line of labels and some new wines that are more semi-dry. Uh, the Label, um, theme is empowerment women empowerment. And so Erica and Dave and Luanne came up with this, this idea. It's a silhouette of a woman's face. And then each label, she has a different hairstyle going on. So, um, and then they were all these, all of these labels, each silhouette was kind of designed with, um, a historical woman in mind. So, um, one of them is Hedy Lamar, who was a woman during the World War II era. She was an mm. actress and an inventor, and she um, came up with another person with some of the bones for Bluetooth technology. Oh, wow. And so um, one of the labels, the kind of the, the backstory of that is about Hedy Lamar. So it's been a lot of fun to help get these labels launched. We're hoping to launch them at the end of the summer, maybe early fall. Um And so that's the next kind of new thing that's coming onto the estate. And then other than that, just customer service is our, our biggest priority right now. We have so many people coming out to visit who are on vacation. Um, this summer they bring, you know, their whole families. And so our tasting rooms are packed. So that is the number one priority with the tasting rooms are full. Basically you put everything else down and on hold and go down in the tasting rooms and, and help out the customers. So, uh, that's kind of number one until through, you know, in fall, the weekdays slow down a little bit, but that's when the weekends pick up. So just all week we prepare for that busy weekend uh, and then do it again. And then around December, is, you know, end of November, December is when we really start to slow down. And during the winter is just a planning period where we just think about new ideas for the following, following year.
0: Sounds like I love how you've already, you've mentioned you know all hands on deck and you you, you talked about how you still are, are down there interacting oh, yeah. with customers and so, so you really clearly have a very strong customer service uh, focus there and that sounds absolutely to be one of the really important foundations. Yeah, because uh, I think we all
1: understand. Without the customer, we wouldn't be here. You know, if the, if they're not coming through the door every day, then we don't. We're not going to be able to continue on with our jobs, and we all love what we're doing, and so we want to keep them coming in, keep them happy, um, keep them loyal to you know the Finger Lakes area, Finger Lakes wine region, and so we want to do as much as we can to uh, build that, foster that relationship um, with our customers, and continue to spread the word. What we found over the years is our biggest form of advertising is word of mouth. Word of mouth. So yeah, um, that's really important to us.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a um it's a bit of a lost art, although I think people yeah. are starting to learn that again. But um certainly probably easier to manage from an independently owned operation than you know, right. somewhere with hundreds or thousands or whatever of locations. But it really is uh it's an ongoing thing, isn't it, to help your staff understand the importance of that, to train them about that, to remind them about that, to keep to get them bought into that. Uh, right, not an easy thing. I would imagine you have to spend a lot of time on that. Um, not any reflection on your staff. I'm just saying in general. Now, I think it's Absolutely. something that's maybe not as hard into us these days. But it's it's you notice and it makes a really big difference. That's why you have so much word of mouth because you're focused on it. Um, because so many places now, you go and you the experience is eh, it's just kind of okay at best. Right. Um, when, you, right. when you're wowed, then you're really wowed because it's so rare.
1: Yeah, I try to ask, if I'm working to register, I try to ask the customers, you know, know, what brought you to the Finger Lakes area? How did you hear about us? And over and over again, it's that, you know, a friend recommended, a friend brought them a bottle of our wine or recommended the winery, said that they had to come. So that's, I think, our, are still our biggest, you know, form of advertising, which is awesome. So just, we just got to keep doing a great job here and that'll continue to grow.
0: Yeah yeah keep going back to it for sure. Um, well, listen, I know you're busy. I'm gonna let you roll, but I really really appreciate the time very much and um, just enjoyed speaking to you a lot and I'm excited to, excited to hear another another podcast listener. These are fun. that's well, thank you for taking the time to, to be on one. <laughs> yeah,
1: thank you, Will so much for having me on. This is a lot of fun uh, breaking into the podcast podcast world myself, so I really enjoyed talking to you and I um, hope we get to talk again soon.
0: All right. Have a good one, Catherine. Take care. Great. Thanks. You too. See you.
1: Bye.